years ago was a Hindu country. And it was the last Hindu king was Parameshwar Maharaj. And somehow an Arab trader arranged a marriage for him with a beautiful Arab princess. But they said in order to marry her, you have to convert your religion to Islam. And she's a Muslim. And he fell in love with the Arab princess, whatever was attracted to her. So obviously he wasn't too much fixed in his principles as a Hindu. He converted. But then when he converted, the whole country had to convert. Because he was the emperor, the ruler, whatever. That's how Malaysia became Muslim. Because one guy wanted to marry another woman. But their language has an interesting, it's a mix of Indian and, and uh, Asian, other East Asian languages. But the word for day is Hari. So when they, when they say Merry Christmas, they say Hari Christmas. <laughs> Christmas Day, Hari Christmas. And their most holy day of Eid, Fitri Eid. It's called Hari Rai. So they said the ruler has to greet 100,000 people as part of his ruler duties. And he has to tell each one, Salamat Hari Rai. He's chanting Hari 100,000 times. Salamat Hari Rai. Salamat Hari Rai. Whatever, all these people holding hands and shaking hands or something. He's saying, Salamat Hari Rai. Salamat Hari Rai. It's 100,000 times, let's get a little bit purified. And everyone, all, all the people, everything when they say good day, they'll say salamat, hari something, they'll say hari. The sun is called the, the eye of hari. They never change their language, thank Krishna. Everybody say hari, hari, hari. Very nice people and pretty mellow people relative amongst the culture. I was just thinking of how fortunate the, the guy is that the emperor or the king is that he's chanting Hari a hundred thousand times. And all the people throughout the country and all they love is saying Salamat Hari Rai. Hello Salamat Hari Rai! Salamat Hari Christmas! Salamat is like salam, you know, greeting is very interesting. So, um, any excuse to say Hari Hari? Skanda Purana says that we chant the two syllables Ha, Ha, Ali, Ha, Ali, 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 steals away from you. Now you're all going to be stolen from. He steals away all your misfortune, suffering, sinful reactions. Is that all right? Hadi, 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 Hadi. That's one thing, of course, in the, in the Islam, uh, traditional Islamic country, this type of activity is not at all uh, public and display on any of the That's one of the advantages to go around in the Middle East and uh, you don't see these kind of things. Maybe in the hotels or some other side of things. Going on in the secret places, but not in public places. So, what would be the Krishna conscious standing on the Krishna conscious world? We have moral police, so we can go and do it. Around, you know, the desert, I think, probably with the moral. Anyway, we're wandering away from that. It's uh, taking shelter of the holy name. I'm telling you, somehow on the rebound, somehow at the end of it all, if he took shelter of the holy name, he got saved. The young, the, the young lady who was chanting the name of Rama, she also got saved. Because 
She was chanting so much in the name of Rama. Lightning hit her house one day. House burned down. She and her parents got killed. By the lightning of the fire, and um, also the uh, another yoga story seems that the Yamadujas didn't know about this uh, situation. If you chant the holy names, you're protected. So they came to take her because she was also acting like a prostitute. She was having with her lovers. And uh, wasn't married with him, so she was being taken. Vishnu took this candle because she was chanting the holy names. She wasn't sitting in the strength of chanting, she wasn't doing it, thinking that by chanting I'll get free. And she just was doing it unconsciously. She wasn't committing any non-apparatic uh, conscious uh, sinning on the strength of chanting or anything. Ignorance is a benefit in that case for her. So then, uh, Vishnu Dutta saw that Yama Dutta is already there, tying her up with the ropes and everything, and said, I mean, these people, they're really fired up. I mean, they're really, uh, why, why do they have to be so enthusiastic to arrest people that shouldn't be arrested? Don't they know she was chanting the holy names? Anybody else better be arrested? They were really, they came in a huge crowd, they were there to arrest her. And Vishnu uh, they showed up and they said, Who are you? They didn't see them before. There are too many sinners chanting the name of God at the time of death, so we don't see too many Vishnu Dutas. And they said, We're Vishnu Dutas, and we come to take this uh, lady with us and the pair with us back to God. I said, no, she's a sinner. She's been doing illicit sex. She belongs to us. We got a special hell already for her to get toasted. <laughs> and uh, so, but the Vishnu Buddha said, no, you can't take her. We're going to take her. You can't stop us. Vishnudutas cut their ropes. The Yamadutas got really angry that they didn't really know who the Vishnudutas were, it seems. They said, No, we're going to take her. And when the Vishnudutas stopped them, then they thought they were going to attack the Vishnudutas. So, describes about this uh, huge fight in Padma Purana. Of course, the quote about Hari. Is in Prabhupada's books again in the book. But he's quoting this kind of Prabhupada quotes to Prabhupada. Nectar of devotion somewhere, this story is referred to. A lady prostitute who was delivered by Chinese in Ramana. So, this Yamaguta is. They threw hot coal, burning fire, fiery coals from hell. They threw on the Vishnudutas, so that will scare them away. So it says the Vishnudutas lifted up their clubs, which created a kind of a force field. And that's what we call it from all the Star Wars movies. <laughs> Whatever they are, Star Trek or something. It said they put up the, this held up the club, and all of those. Uh, burning coals are reflected back on the uh, Yamadutas, and they got burned. So that we didn't work. Then they started to throw weapons. Then they just held their club up. It was like putting a shield in the club to work as a shield for them. And it uh, reflected all the weapons. So then they fixed their personal swords in hand, and the tridents, and all the things they had. And they went to attack. The Vishnu Dutta's hand to hand to hand combat. combat. And the Vishnu said, These people are really crazy. Why are they attacking us? So then they called Sudarshan the Chakras. 
We also have chapters. I don't know the younger brothers is Russian. Not so much about the history of the chapters, but you see the work the same way. And they, uh, uh, through their chapters, they start cutting the weapons and some of the arms off. So. Get, but that, that discouraged them. So then the leader of the Yamadutas, who was known as the Crusher, challenged the leader of the Vishnudutas, who was known as Sankalpa or the Determined. So Sankalpa told the Yamaduta, Come do what you want to do. Yamaduta took his club. With all his force, he smashed it into the chest of the Vishnudutta. And the Vishnudutta took his club and just tapped the Yamadutta, little light tap. And the Yamadutta was like, he was like hit so hard by a little tap of a spiritual entity. It said that blood started coming out from his pores. From his ears, nose, mouth, he was just there, he collapsed, he didn't die. <laughs> so that finished the discussion. <laughs> and the Yamadutas took back their leader, the, the crusher, and they went back with the wounds and everything. And the Vishnadutas took back the two to the spiritual world. So, Yamadutas asked Yamaraj, who are these Vishnadutas? We had this fight, look at we're wounded, and we shouldn't be fighting with Vishnadutas. But we know that we are, you are the supreme in this universe, you judge everyone. And we are, you know, your messengers. So who is there to, we have to listen to? So no, I am not supreme. I am a servant of Vishnu. Vishnu is supreme, those are his messengers. I am here acting on the power and on behalf of Vishnu to judge people for their karma. But those people who are under the protection of Vishnu, who chant the name of Hari, Vishnu, Govinda, Madhusudana, mention Shiva also, the whole long list of names, name all men, all Vishnu, because she was also the Buddha. And then uh, he said, those people you should bring to me. He gave like four categories of people you should, the people who never lie, who don't follow all the regular principles, who are very honest and strict and charitable, those who are working to uplift other people spiritually, who are sacrificing their life for the spiritual provoking action. He had <clears throat> those people doing devotional service and serving the Supreme Lord. So basically the pious and the spiritual people should be brought to him, and those who chant the holy names. So those that know, those who chant the holy name directly after that, Vishnu will decide that. So. so they should avoid just breaking any kind of regular principles. We should take shelter of Krishna. Because we don't want to do anything that doesn't please Krishna. We want to please him. Do something he thinks So this Brahmana, he was not so fixed in devotional service. He was doing as his family tradition. And he succumbed to his lusty desires. So we really him our arch, you know. And the class here today. We should learn a lot of things to learn from Archimedes' history. Any questions? I was just curious that we, we find uh, the dead story of Ram Ram of that uh, middle age and then. We find that uh, 
for my sake, which I'll discuss later, just to take the apostles in a place for our teaching that all the Jamadutas in different time are recruited uh, new guys that are not familiar or I mean, well, there's a creation every day of Brahma, every change of Manvanta. I don't know the exact lifespan of the Amadutas, but obviously, every day of Brahma, there's a whole new turnover for sure. Whether they turn over at the end of Manvantara's 14 times per day of Brahma or not, but there's also some destruction. I don't know all the details. But for sure, every day of Brahma, there's a whole new batch. Because everything starts from. So there's you know, 365 days a year, 100 years, you got a lot of days that you can make these pastimes from. So this could be happening from different days of Brahma. One more question that's uh, on the 10th temple that Sudhir uh, Goswami narrated. Uh, anybody with faith here. When he speaks in the microphone that's broadcast, I have to repeat this question. Okay. Thank you. If he speaks in the microphone, then I don't have to do uh, In Tan Kanto, he explains that with Sardha, if somebody hears the sporting pastimes of this divine couple in Vrindavan, then all the lust, which is the heart disease, immediately disappear. And then we find the other side that when somebody has a lusty desire, he goes in internet. But actually, we see that in his last desire only increase, which is, I mean, it apparently is contradicting. We see the spiritual affair of Radha Krishna, which is diminishing our last desire. Because the transcendental. Right. But what, what, what? But that's with faith. With the faith that they're not material. That's why if somebody hears those pastimes and they're agitated, which a neophyte may be agitated, then that means they don't have sufficient faith yet to hear those. They don't, they don't realize that they're not material. Realize hearing with the faith would indicate that you know that these are not material. Krishna is not having the same situation that some ordinary couple in the material world is having. It's actually spiritual loving emotions which are being exchanged. If you have the faith and you hear like that, then you get purified. You come to another higher level. But because in general, the newer you know, the devotees are not so, especially the younger devotees, they may not be that uh, able to differentiate. That's why even Lord Chaitanya would not publicly discuss very confidential pastimes of Radha Krishna in a public way. Only in the, uh, really only with four or five and a half devotees, with uh, the five very confidential devotees, we discussed very confidential uh, pastimes. It wasn't a public uh, discussion for everybody because uh, just in general it wasn't considered to be the right topic for a public discussion. My question is that we find in Sula Bhaktisiddhan Sula of story that when he wanted to pay a visit, visit back to his uh, school friend, he went to his house and upstairs he paid Dandava uh, to all the Vaishnava and then he heard they are talking about the Rasulila. Uh, and then he was leaving, so his friend asked him, why you are leaving? You came, we are discussing your Rasulya. He said, my Guru Maharaj said, I'm not qualified, so I was just walking with his disciple. So my point is like, at what level, but Bhaktivedanta is completely aloof from the Rasulya uh, desire. But then, what platform of Sraddha that I should aspire, that, uh, which is not really Rasulya, but then, uh, I'm just a little confused about that. When we heard from Srila Prabhupada, well, we can hear those pastimes that are not agitated in the temple. We can actually see them in a spiritual way. That would be a symptom. But we start getting agitated, we start thinking about material things which are similar to that. Then we should not, we should go. Uh, right. Okay, last question. Uh, you say in the translation that the dormant desires in the heart, dormant, and this Koharana dormant, we always have it. The spirit soul has those dormant things always there. And uh, they, can, they can wake up at any time in the life and take us down.
Well, everyone, how many, which desires we have dormant in our heart, they vary from one person to the next, depending on our previous uh, life's activities. And in the previous life, we had also this kind of desires that were not fulfilled. That's why they're called dormant. Everyone may not have the same dormant desires. <coughs> everyone doesn't have the same karma. And maybe these kind of desires in our heart that we're just suppressing. The modern psychologists sometimes don't suppress the things. But for our spiritual advancement, we need to suppress. What better is to purify our heart. That's why we chant Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Hare Hare, which burns away also these dormant desires, burns away our dormant karmas. Our corrupt our karmas and other karmas that are there in our heart. So by devotional service, we want to burn away all of past karmas. But just by sheer suppression, that these are that they're dormant and awakened. So when they awakened in the heart of this uh, Ajamil, he wanted to suppress them, he wasn't able to. He didn't have the same shelter from Krishna. He was just doing his uh, brahminical duties. As a matter of duty, without directly doing it as a matter of devotional service. So we don't know. We may have so many crazy dormant desires. That's why we need to take so much shelter in Krishna. If we don't know what dormant desire we awaken when. So we need to take shelter in Krishna and to get purified. Whatever desires uh, come into mind, we have to be very expert to reject them. Krishna, I don't, this, maybe from some previous karma, maybe just a test, some crazy idea came in my mind, but I don't want these things, I simply want to serve you. Please have, please give me a shelter, I don't want this. Have any of you ever had a crazy idea come in your mind that you that found it very distasteful? And you have, this happens, and kind of, I don't know, for me it happens. Sometimes, um, especially if you're, just, you're living in the material world, seeing something, problems at one time, you drive down the street, you see some, there's some big, uh, you know, advertisement, or some handsome guy is holding a handsome, a beautiful girl. And they're advertising, you know, rules or something, whatever. <laughs> What's that to do with, you know, you do But you get attracted, you may get to the lady, you may think, oh, it's my favorite movie star. And then your mind puts your image in the place of the woman, or the, maybe the, the, that's the favorite movie star lady of the, of the man, and he, his mind puts his image, of, like now he's holding the lady. So the mind can do all these things, but maybe it's just like a spontaneous, automatic reaction. <coughs> the body, we have to reject these things. So it's another one. Our, our, Krishna, help me. We have to reject any kind of thought that comes in the mind that's not according to our principles, it's not according to what we want to do. And it's, it goes on so many times in a day. In a week, whatever, depends on each individual. How many times we have to do with crazy thoughts? For some people, they go on every 10 seconds. Right? The point is, is that we have to build, but however, we have, that's what we have to chant. At least the less we chant Hare Krishna, the less we do devotional service, the more difficult to control the mind, the more easy the mind is susceptible to all these other kinds of influences. That's why we need to take so much shelter of Krishna and help you. Thank you very much. Taken together. This is the duration of Brahma's one day. 
such also is the duration of his life. Avyakta Vyaktaya Sarvaha Pralavamjaharagame Ratragame Paliyante Chantrai Avyakto Pangyaki When Brahma's day is manifest, this multitude of living entities comes into being. At the arrival of Brahma's night, they are all annihilated. Reports by Srila Prabhupada. Unless intelligent jivas try to remain within this material world and are accordingly elevated and degraded to the various planetary systems. During the daytime of Brahma, they exhibit their activities. At the coming of Brahma's night, they are annihilated. On the day they receive various bodies for material activities, and at night those bodies perish. The jivas, individual souls, they impact in the body of Vishnu, and again and again are manifest at the arrival Brahma's day. When Brahma's life is finally finished, they are all annihilated and they may not manifest for millions and millions of years. Finally, when Brahma is born again in another millennium, they are again manifest. In this way, the jivas are captivated by the material world. However, those intelligent beings who take to Krishna consciousness and chant Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, in devotional service transfer themselves, even in this life, to the spiritual planet of Krishna, and become eternally blissful there, not being subject to such rebirths. <coughs> which is eternal and is transcendental to this manifested and unmanifested matter. It is supreme and it is never annihilated. But all in this world is annihilated. That part remains as it is. Report. Krishna's superior spiritual energy is transcendental eternal. It is beyond all the changes of material nature, which is manifest and annihilated during the days and nights of Brahma. <coughs> Krishna's superior energy is completely opposite in quality to material energy. Superior and inferior nature 
are explained in the seventh chapter. Yakto Shara Itas Kalabahu Kalabahu Yamra Yanani Varta that Supreme Abode is called unmanifested and infallible. It is the supreme destination. When one goes there, he never comes back. That is my Supreme Abode.
We are so fortunate to be so close to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's to be able to take part in spreading his Sankirtan movement. Kali Kali Dharma Nama Sankirtan Krishna Pita Mene Nahitar Pavarta so the Prabhupada said that this movement of Lord Chaitanya is still going up. So it wasn't over 500 years ago, as he predicted. In every town and village throughout the whole world, his message would be spread. So there's a kind of an extension of his pastime. That's until this prediction is fully met. It's not over there. The Prabhupada was explained that we are in an extension of this pastimes, extended pastimes. By directly serving Lord Chaitanya, we can get this special mercy. That's why it's so special. We have to, uh, we had Rai, which one was it? Rama by Vartapura, excuse me. Rama by Vartapura predicted that after 5,000 years. Lord Chaitanya's movement would go around the world by one the great representative of Krishna. He would spread the glories of the Holy Name around the world. And this way the whole world would become Ekavarna. Varnashram would take a new shape. One Varna. Haribhakta. Varna will be the glory of Krishna. So the Brahman Shanti Elisha Sudra Haribhakta. Ekavarta. So the Vedas are predicted. Give some offerings. Haribhakta. That. Rama Vaidhan Jibra and said, You know this pastime, right? When all the holy rivers went to see Krishna and Varga, they were crying because they were afraid of losing Krishna's association, that people were becoming more materialistic, so they found that. Krishna's influence was diminishing. Which meant that just like when the sun is setting, Krishna's sun of his presence is setting, he's about to go. They wanted him to take them with them, with him, that they would be subjected to Kali Yuga, while these sinful people would be bathing in their waters. They would get dumped with all the sins. There's two reasons. They were Lord Chaitanya, they were Krishna, and they had to not get over contaminated by sins. It's interesting because Lord Krishna didn't mention I'm coming back anyway in 4,500 years. I'm bathing in your only waters. Too obvious point. Reveal his secret mission to come back as a devotee. He was glorifying that the devotees, you see a devotee get purified just by coming here and seeing the one who got purified. 
you're going to have a paradigm shift. And I'm over the orientation. Have you ever met somebody that suddenly had a chance to hide after coming contact with you? He tells his story. I was an uh, army veteran on the beach. And, Probably that thousand. Anyway, when I was, I used to go to the Miami Beach Kirtan, totally under the influence of some liquid beverages or something. <laughs> sometimes they'd let him in when he wasn't too bad. Sometimes they would leave him with his tambourine, listen to the Kirtan, and then somehow just by hearing the Kirtan by chanting. Now he's having such a such a nice devotee. Somehow we can expose people to Krishna's vibration. I was very impressed that I saw the internet. Told me that they're getting fifty thousand unique visits a day on Krishna.com. Youth are working there in the DJ Very inspiring. Of course, 15,000 is nothing compared to the 800 or 900 million who are on the internet every day. But it's a start. Have 102,000 sites. <laughs> Get a top 100,000 is big times, almost. Somehow, by whatever means, whether it's all the means combined, festivals, Antiochus, Lupani Hapis, Somehow, more and more we need to get people influenced by Lord Chaitanya's mercy. It's like Kali is on, is over, he's overdue. It's like your time's up. Take a break. But uh, that's of course. Alachua has had so many devotees here. And uh, sometimes some of the devotees are uh, very active. Some people, it's like a retirement place you go to. Ford is famous for the retirement. <laughs> <laughs> we don't, I don't think it's too early for the people. I don't see anybody in their hands here. Nobody's retirement. Somehow, be thinking how to spread what Chaitanya's mercy, whether it's serving as an internet shift or whether it's some other type of preaching to the neighbors and other people. We're doing a report of the 2004 and 5 congregational preaching results for the year. Some of the highlights probably show it at the new Padiyati. But it was just one of the things we were, we were trying to get everybody to report how much preaching they're doing, what the results they have. 
that we download it from the internet, like the, some other religious group, how they report what they do. They have it calculated how many hours of door-to-door preaching it takes to make one convert or one baptism, country by country. Like every devotee turns in their, their monthly, how many hours they were now preaching. That's all put into a worldwide database. And they see that also the reports come in how many baptisms happen, who, who people, they do not baptize adults. So they figured out like for Iceland it was 27,000 hours of preaching for one baptism. And, uh, Nepal, India were about 2,000 hours. There was a near the easiest. The easiest place in the world they do, they preach. They make 2,000, uh, they give 2,000 hours of preaching to get one baptism. I mean, I don't think if a devotee put in 2,000 hours preaching, how many other devotees would he make? I think more than one. <laughs> In India, 2,000 hours. Oh, wow. <laughs> so what, what they're showing though, in spite of, you know, we, we can have, they're making about 4% 4, 4 growth a year. Because they're just slugging it out. Thank you for watching our videos. Be sure to subscribe to our channel. We publish new videos every day. And don't forget to like and share our channel.